Welcome to Tao Wisdom, your podcast for deep soul healing and soul growth. I'm providing you here with insights from the Akashic Records and ancient and galactic healing modalities so that you can step into the full expression of your original soul blueprint. Join me in reclaiming your power. Hello, welcome back everybody. And today I am so super excited because I have an amazing guest on my show to talk all about the Akashic Records because I realized I've been channeling for you in almost every episode from the Akashic Records and never talked about them. <laughs> so today I got the amazing Kate Hula. Kate is an absolutely incredible Akashic Record reader. I remember I got a reading from her, I think, yeah, months ago. And it was totally different than anything else I had seen in the Akashic Records. And I was like, wow, <laughs> wow, I want to learn how to channel like Kate. <laughs> and I've done some courses with her. I've uh, often in contact with her. I just think she is so amazing. She's so knowledgeable. She's done this work so many lifetimes. I know we know each other from past lives. So I'm very excited. Welcome, Kate. Oh, thank you, Sabine. I'm really, really happy to be here with you and talk about the records and also as a friend so we can chit chat and talk about life and what we do and, you know, hopefully um, shed some bigger divine light on this work we do in the Akashic Records. Yes, definitely. And the first question, <laughs> just to explain the records, Kate, what are the Akashic Records to you? Oh my goodness. They are a multi-dimensional force of wisdom and information. I feel like the Akashic Records can appear many things to many people and many different avenues and aspects. And for me, I find that the Akashic Records are the imprint, the library, the database of everything that has ever occurred. You know, it keeps the fingerprints of God in creation in this energetic force field that allows us to access the truth of all that is and have ever occurred. You know, this is really the blueprint of everything. This is the information. This is the wisdom. This is the healing. This is the feeling, the sensations, the ascension. The Akashic Records is a multidimensional force that is available to every living being. And, you know, we think of the records not only in the ether, but it's also within the physical as well. I truly believe our souls are Akashic Records. Trees are Akashic Records. Crystals, rocks, the air, everything has a living source of remembrance. And we access the records to receive the purest and most divine information from the divine creator. Beautiful. Of course, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of other people up there as well, but <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of people and places and things up there in the Akashic records. But I also loved what you said about that. Everything that is conscious obviously has their own Akashic records and you can channel, like I often channeled from the wisdom of trees in the Akasha or anybody who owns crystals or even like I looked at um, a friend of mine wanted to buy a house recently and we channeled the Akashic records of that house to know what's the history and is the house open for her and it was really fun to do that I really loved it 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. We can use it for very practical everyday methods and work just like your friend's house. Um, we I've done that several times and I've no other Akashic record readers have because you want to open up the records of the home. Is this home the right fit for me? Does it have the right energy? Is it calling to me? Of course, you know, there is a master plan up above that's already been predetermined and, and, and we have that destiny, but we also have that choice to look in and that free will. Shall I buy this house? What is the energy? What do I need to clear in the house? How do I need to bring my family into the home? So that's a really beautiful, practical way to use the records in our everyday use. But there's also like with the trees too, you know, you can open up the records of the trees, but then as you practice in the records, you know that there are many ethereal trees in the records that describe, you know, dimensions and places elsewhere. So one tree can have many different memories in many different lifetimes because of that consciousness lives, lives and expands through different dimensions. And the Akashic Records allows us to see this truth through, I always say like the lens of the creator, the lens of the Lords of Light. And the Lords are lights, Lords of Light. I always like to call them, you know, like the master guardians and the librarians that really work to preserve the information and the access of the records. You know, they are extremely beautiful, tall beings is how they appear to me. And they allow us this unbridled access into this source of divine. And with that, it's, you can choose your own adventure. Yes, definitely. How do you use the records on a daily basis for yourself? Great question. So I like to open my records once, three, four times a day just to check in to see what I need to work on. And sometimes I just ask, what do I need to learn today? And sometimes it's a single word. Sometimes it's, you know, a whole story will appear. And sometimes I just need to open my records to feel centered. Um, you know, of course, I always like to teach people to access your records for divine truth and healing and wisdom and to understand past lives. And, you know, there's a whole method that you can use it for a healing modality. Um, but for me, you know, I can do that as well. But if I need something quick, like, for example, I was feeling just not in my body and a little on edge and I was outside in nature with my children in my yard, you know, I should say in my yard, which is nature because I have trees and, and grass. But I opened my records just outside with my children just to channel a little message for myself and to be centered and to bring myself back to that place of unconditional love. So that's, you know, a way that I like to use my records. I use it for meditation and I will open up the records, you know, I have certain homework assignments or soul assignments, as I call it, um, areas of study that I want to learn more about. And um, I will open up those subjects in journal and channel and meditate. Yes, very similar to me. So I open the records in the morning, like part of my morning practice and just get like the message for the day, sort of. And then sometimes... For me, it's actually interesting. I realized I um, channel a lot from the records without even opening them consciously. Like even when I get downloads for my podcasts and things like that, often I know I'm in the records, but I haven't really done a prayer or something. And sometimes I'm more intentional and say, okay, now I open my records. And then I do, I do now, I meditate with certain energies in the records, which is really fun. 
<laughs> I really enjoy it. Um, and they teach me like their way of meditation and things like that. I um, I do a lot of healing with friends through the records. So I have like weekly calls of other friends where we go in the records and we just go to healing places mm-hmm. and healing temples. And we just like, we come with an intention, let's say, I don't know. We want to connect to our money story or to our inner child or to whatever in that session. And then we just see where the records are taking us. And we let we let the healing happen for us, <laughs> which I really love because you come to all these fancy places and um, and so many beautiful frequencies, really. Yeah. And then I have my homework assignment too. <laughs> Tons of records. <laughs> I open uh, just for my so- own soul path. A lot about historic things, timelines, things I have to, yeah. I want to learn. I want to understand deeper. It's very similar to you. So I think on a daily basis, we spend a lot of time in the records. Yeah. And I realized for myself, I wanted to ask you this, like I realized I need to be also very grounded um, in my daily, yeah, in my daily activities. And it's good because we both have kids. So I love that because they really bring you to the presence. Like there's only so much time you can spend up there flying, you know, mm-hmm. through the records. There is a lot of time you also have to be really present. And then also other things like of my garden, like I do things, I go outside all the time that really ground me to make sure I'm not just <laughs> somewhere else. How, how how do you do that, Kate? How do you ground yourself? How do you make sure you're also in this world? You know, it's a process for me too, because I can drift quite frequently. And much like you, I go in and out of the records throughout the day. You know, there's moments where I'll just start getting messages and channels and um, there's times things will come to me, which is such a beautiful gift. And I, I love those moments because they're there's every day, every moment, moments, unexpected. Um, but to keep myself grounded, it's definitely a practice because I'm much more comfortable in the unknown and in the ether. But at the end of the day, I have children, I have family, I have responsibility. And that's really important to me. So what I've been really gifted in this lifetime is also the ability to really crave structure when it's called upon. I'm a very non-structured, structured person. So I know that I, I love to cook. So that to me is one of the most grounding things I can do is to nourish and cook and plan meals for my family. Um, it really brings me to that sense of my heart center. And it just, I just can feel the nourishment and the love that I put into the food. Um, spending time outside is always really, really helpful because we're grounding with the nature and the natural elements of the earth. And then for me, with the energy that I carry within my body and my soul and the constitution of my body is I have to work out because um, I have so much energy flowing through my system mm-hmm. that I have to make time for myself to go to a yoga class. You know, I, I don't have a whole lot of time, but if I can make a class a week or go for a run or go for a bike ride, just having those moments where I can physically be in my body really, really grounds me and it moves the energy out as well. Oh, and then also as a cancer to take baths, like yes. salt baths at night is number one as well. Yeah. I just had a bath before this podcast. <laughs> And sometimes during the day too. <laughs> yeah, I take baths all the time. I'm like all the time. <laughs> but I also I'm also like this. I need really physical exercise, especially in <laughs> summer. I get very restless. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> Let's do some exercise. Yeah. And then yeah, and I also for me, I really found balance um through the records also, through that work also of meditating from the family. Because 
like family life is for me I mean it's very busy it's like I have two boys it's wild and loud and everything and I love my time in the evening when the, the kids are finally sleeping I'm like okay now I can yes. see in the records <laughs> and it's just gonna be feel good and it's gonna be exciting and um, I just feel very connected to myself and to my soul and to my guides and my path I love that Yeah, it brought me a lot of balance into my life. Hmm. Yeah, because, you know, as a mom, our minds go in five different directions. We're always multitasking. So for us to go in and out of the records is quite easy because it's like, all right, kids, soccer practice, food. I have to channel something. I'm making food. I'm getting a channeled message about a record. So we're able to really... I love that with, with the energy of being a mom, we're like these master multitaskers. And when we have those moments of pause, it's like, okay, now I can open up the records and then the rest of the message will follow or what's coming through. And then I have to get on my phone and like send Sabine a 20 minute long voice note of something I discovered. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Do you also just, Kate, I have, it's so funny now when I talk to some of my friends, you know, in the past, you know, people would talk about the weather. We start our conversations by our voice notes okay oh the energy today is like this and this the records are saying this and this (laughs) and then we go on to practical life you know this happened with that person (laughs) oh absolutely we'll get this huge message about life and creation and civilizations but then I have to you know feed my daughter mac and cheese I love the balance of it I love how this is my life and you know it it's may not be glamorous to other people but I feel like it's the best of both worlds Yes, it is. And it's good to be grounded and part of both worlds. That's kind of really the human experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Integrate that divine knowledge into your daily life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Make quantum leaps in your healing journey. Join us in the Circle of Light, a powerful and life-changing energy healing container, not one, but four healers will work with your energy and body to immerse yourself in Reiki, energy healing, wisdom from the Akashic Records, and shamanic practices. Heal and become the highest version of yourself. Book a circle of light treatment now at TaoWisdom.net. Do you still remember the first time you opened the records? Yes, I do. I remember it. So, okay. Funny about that, Sabine. I feel like my whole entire life, I was opening the records and had no ideas because I've always would get flashbacks and images. And then there was one moment I tried to open the records um, when I was first learning yoga and learning to teach and nothing really happened. I felt energy and I was like, okay, that was a bit of a bust. I'm going to put it over here. And then every time I heard the Akashic records or saw that word, like energy would run up and down my spine. And so I finally was like, okay, I'm going to learn. And I had an Akashic record reading with Rose. And I would went into that reading knowing that I was just going to like hound her on teaching me. Like I already knew. And that was one of the first things I asked her. I was like, you have to teach me. You have to teach me. She's like, get this book, open this prayer. This is what you got to do. And when I opened it, it's just like everything changed after that reading. And when I started to open my own records. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my first time I was doing this course and in half through the course where they learn about all kinds of information about the records and the rules, I had this voice saying in my head, you don't need to finish the course. <laughs> you just open the records right now. You know how to do that. Oh. And I just, I just opened it. And then first I only got fuck and I was like, 
I don't see anything in here. And then they told me, you need to learn to read from your heart, not from your mind. And then I talked down in my heart and then it's like the fog lifted and I saw all these amazing worlds. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. And how, when you start listening to your heart and everything starts to get revealed to us and it's this beautiful imagery that you can't even explain. That's how I feel the records are. It's almost, we do our best to describe it, but there's things that we see and we witness and we feel that don't even have human words for it. Yes. And I think it's also quite a practice to really empty your mind and just read from your heart, especially when you're reading or opening the records for people you know and you know their life story. How do you do that, Kate, that you really put aside the story you know of these people and the history and everything to just be have a really plank space and read from that space? I always tell people to just go for it. Kind of like that Nike slogan, like just do it. And that's how I, how I do. I just, I go in and, you know, of course, when I talk to people before a reading, I just get like a bit of their energy and I, whatever, anything that comes up, any human, you know, little pings of what I need to look at, I kind of put that aside and I just let the record speak because it's not, a, it's not about what I think it's about like what comes forward through in the records and, um, you know, I, I, I do my best and always try to be as absolutely neutral as I can be. Yes. Yeah. I think that's it to try to be really neutral and be surprised by what can come forward from the records. Yeah. And even not be in your own fears that you are putting your own, um, I don't know, your own thoughts or something in this now. Yeah, exactly. And there's times I've read for people where somebody could be quite famous and you open up their, like you're a little nervous to read their records and then, you know, it's a beautiful story. And then sometimes you get just somebody, you, you can't read their energy right away. And then you open up their records and you realize what an extraordinary soul they've been. They're just, you know, a random person, you know, living in suburbia America, but the story of their soul is incredibly extensive and powerful and those are my favorite readings are the ones that I I didn't even expect coming and that person truly feels it and they're like I always known this about my soul and they're really changed after the session that's my favorite yes yeah that is really beautiful mm -hmm. especially when you can show people like the their true light you know their true soul and all the beautiful incarnations they had and all the beautiful gifts they're holding and all this knowledge and wisdom and and you can connect them back to that I love that mm -hmm. mm. so many have unwritten stories or they've always felt that and I'm yeah. sure you've experienced this in readings where people will be like I always knew that I was obsessed yes. with this timeline this civilization this place Egypt and they're like I like feelings and sensations and moments and reoccurrence it all makes sense to them and they really feel seen yes so many people are actually so intuitive I have this in readings where I tell people about the life they had in a certain place and then they're like yeah you know I always felt so good in this place and I was like yeah because you had this amazing <laughs> life you know you were so free and whatever like, <laughs> yeah. and they're like yeah you know and very often people are very intuitive they have already they know they know they somehow just know already Oh, absolutely. Out of the history. As humans, we're so mm -hmm. intuitive. We don't even know like our powerful skills that we have and we've carried them for lifetimes. And, you know, we're always taught to give our power away, you know, follow the leader, um, do this, you know, don't get in trouble and follow this rule and 
you know, so on. But the fact is, is that we've had amazing lifetimes and amazing gifts. And there's a reason why some people are very, you know, attracted to tarot because they've read tarot cards. There's times people are natural born leaders because they've led armies after armies of, you know, war times and they know how to navigate the worst of situations because they've done it in lifetimes. And it's a gift that you learn over time. Yes. Yes, because it's always really evolving. So, so many lifetimes to come to the version you are now. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. So anyone listening, <laughs> we are always trying to figure this out to be our best version. And when we learn about those past lives, it's like, oh yeah, I was pretty cool back then. And I still am today. <laughs> yeah. I also love what you said about like, you know, we are so conditioned to follow leaders or to follow what others are saying. And even within the spiritual community, right, there's so many do's and don't do you know like live your life like this don't watch tv don't eat this don't do that if you're spiritual but I love it when you actually go on the records you can get very specific advice for yourself you know because there is to me there's no one size fits all with anything and in your records you can really just uh, find that space where you can allow yourself to be yourself no matter if you're part of a certain church, religion, a group, you know, or your family has a lot of different traditions, rules. Yeah. 100%. I agree with you. I tell everyone, open your records and see what the records say. You know, of course, there's, you know, really beautiful spiritual people out there that we look to for, you know, just like advice or to confirm what we're feeling in this world or to I like to hear their stories more than to take their advice you know to hear their perspective but I always look in the records and see like what's going to work for me what do I need to eat what do I need to follow do I need to travel here do I need to do anything about my diet of course you know we have our healing sessions with different healers and they will confirm or be like okay you need to eat more um, greens. Okay. I've been seeing, you know, lettuce and broccoli in my records, you know, we use it that way as a confirmation, but I always use my own records in my own scanning as my number one source. And mm. to, to follow that because every, everybody's different. Everybody has different yes. energy. And, and what people forget about is how fluid we are as humans. You know, you could be a vegetarian for 30 years and all of a sudden you may, you may need just a tiny bit of meat in your diet, or eggs, and then you're good for three months, and maybe you go back to veganism or vegetarian. You know, we have fluid, we're fluid humans, basically. We flow like water. <laughs> totally true. Hmm. Yeah, and I just thought, I had just had another question. <laughs> I forgot about it. I mean, something came to my mind. Hmm. It's good. It's going to come back. <laughs> we want us to go there today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you because you have um, you've been doing the record work already for a couple of years and you're teaching a lot of people. Oh, yeah. There's one thing I just wanted to mention, because what I really love what you taught me is because I do a lot of historic work and look at timelines and historic places. And you always told me, like, don't read in the books, you know, don't look on Wikipedia, oh. just channel first. So and I love that because I'm sometimes inclined and be like, okay, what do the historians actually say? But I first now I first go in the records and then I read about what the historians say just to see like, okay, you know, where is here? Do we somehow come together? <laughs> yeah, or not? So I love that. But I wanted yeah. to ask you, um, how have you witnessed your clients benefiting from accessing the records? I, I've witnessed them truly believe 
who they are and their gifts and their feelings that they've always felt, that they've known that there's a greater source out there and their curiosity leads them to the records. And so when they start to explore the records, they start to understand what an incredible person they are, where their soul has been. And that does give you a sense of accomplishment and confidence, not confidentiality, that too, I guess, but the confidence, because, you know, if you have a feeling like, oh, I'm always drawn to Egypt, like I love the pyramids, I just need to go, I need to go. And you've always felt that in your heart since you're a little kid and you've read all the books, which also about the books too, I love to say, um, when you read stuff online, like, everything on Wikipedia is like 95% true. So I always check the records. And then, like you said, read the books after, and then I blend the two to see what is real and what is what the records say. I always use the records as my source, but I do read the books just to get a little bit, you know, I can, I can source through what's real and not. But anyways, um, for somebody with that tidy Egypt, and then to open up the records and see they have these, you know, fabulous past lives in Egypt, or perhaps a couple hard ones, but they feel like they want to go, like they just need to go and complete something. Um, I feel like Sabine, you've had that too. And to understand that and to see that for themselves, it's such a moment of completion. And to feel that connection to their spirit guides and to a higher power without someone telling them, you need to do this if you want to connect to your spirit guides or or God, or you have to do this, follow this rule. They can simply open up their records and realize what a beautiful connection they have. Because at the end of the day, we are all you know, a manifestation of God in the pure flesh, living out our lives and making that divine connection back someday. Yes, it's beautiful. And I always love when I open my records and I see my spirit guides and I create them. It's like family. You know? yes. and yeah. It's just, yeah, it's nice to know they are there. They're always there, you know, no matter if I open the records or not. And it's so true what you said about um, the confidence, really having the confidence in your path as well. And um, for me, for instance, it was really reaffirming to know I've been reading the records for many lifetimes. So it's just like uh, okay it's just something that came back to me and it's still like a muscle you still have to practice this a lot and it doesn't mean I can just now open the records and fly through all of them but it does uh, it's a familiarity or a knowing that I have I've done this work before so I can build up on this yeah yeah it will change your life too because we're accessing this divine energy at a higher frequency and source and to to feel that for yourself and to understand this connection for yourself, it opens your heart in a way that you you didn't think was possible, but that's what is possible in the divine and the other realms is this beautiful, effortless connection. And it can be deeply, deeply healing, you know, to open up your records and just feel the love of your spirit guides. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I have also many friends, they say, sometimes I just open the records and I just feel the love. I don't even get messages. I just sit in the frequency and feel the love. <laughs> and yes. that is, yeah, that is so beautiful. And also for me, like you really understand there are no coincidences and every person that comes into your life has its place. And when I look back at my life and look at all the people and the places I've been, I now really understand why, because of the records, and it's amazing to understand that it gives you a total different mm -hmm. perspective on your life overall, on the mm -hmm. good and the bad. And yeah, 
I agree because sometimes the the ones you can reflect like you know perhaps a bad relationship or a bad friendship you look back and you're like why did this person come and you know like make complete debauchery in my life but they're meant to teach you a lesson so there's a way that you can look at this soul contracts with a little bit more love and be like okay this person came unfortunately I don't like the lesson they taught me but I had to learn you know perhaps patience perhaps I need to learn to be kinder to myself and and be kinder to others but then there's also relationships like you Sabine where we hopped on that first record reading and I was like who are you I know you you're important (laughs) and it feels good to connect with other being you know beings and light you know workers across the world that are have the same energy as me because it's it's so comforting to come across other akashic record readers of pure light like yourself because it's like oh yeah we know each other we've been around the block we lived a couple centuries together (laughs) (laughs) i know and i found so many people from my soul families through the record work it's incredible like you never i've never met some of them i never met you in person and i have many others that i've never met in person but i know i know that for so many lifetimes and it's really uh it's beautiful and fun yeah. And we can leave each other messages and we t- talk about everything from our family and our kids and, and our energies of us both being cancers. But then I'll be like, so being this can be with the records, it's going to contradict everything in history. I got to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to heal through the Akashic records? The Akashic Records do not only give guidance and information on your soul journey and past, present, future, they also hold amazing healing spaces, temples, holy borders, and healing and activating frequencies. I have put together my favorite meditations, all channeled from the Akashic Records, journeying with you to those healing temples allowing you to feel those frequencies, to bathe in activations and to come home to yourself. You can buy this bundle of meditations now on my website taoism.net under products. And I also love the record work for understanding relationships. I mean, as a cancer, for me, that's very important. And I, of course, I looked up like all my ex-boyfriends and <laughs> I'm like, how do I know these people from past lives? <laughs> and now I understand a bit better why certain things happened the way they happened in this life because of what has happened in past lives. And it it can also help you to have more forgiveness and just more more clarity. So yeah, and absolutely. And that brings up a good point, Sabine, because we can't open up, let's say, um, an ex-boyfriend or a past friend's yes. record, you know, but we open our records to understand. I'm clearing for you. <clears throat> to understand why that person came into our life. And it makes more sense. Like, I wish I would have known that when I was 17 or 18, be like, why didn't that guy take me out to prom? Oh, he's teaching me something else. And why did he date that other person? You know, I wish I had the records at that age to understand more of the frivolousness because I was on my path to meet somebody else that lead me to this person that led me to my husband. You know, this is, it's all for that purpose and that, that circumstance. It's true, but it is, um, yeah it is though when it comes to the future i sometimes find it very interesting because a client asks me about the future 
And the future in some ways is always undecided. And while we have the records for guidance for the present moment and for we can understand a lot of from the past, I'm always, even for myself, for a lot of things from the future, I don't get really clear clarity. I can, if I ask, should I go on this trip? I often get, yeah, yes or no. But if I ask mm -hmm. about relationships, especially, it's more like, you know, let it play out, like be in the present moment. Like, <laughs> how do you deal with those kind of questions from your clients? Or what is your view on that, on uh, the future and the records? Hmm. I would, oh, I love to tell you that. And um, so many things to talk about this because I'm working a lot with um, future timelines. And so this is what I always I tell clients and for myself and just like what the records have said. So I always feel like, you know, us here in, in human earth life, that we are having these experiences and there's a lot of surprise parties planned for us, but we can't know every surprise party because <clears throat> there's an element I'm clearing every time I make that noise, it's, it's clearing the energy. But when we have these, we want to be surprised about some of the good things that come our way. So the records can be a little vague. And when I'm in a record reading and someone asks about, okay, what happens in this timeline? Like what's going to happen? Am I going to meet my lover? Am I going to, you know, go on this adventure? Da, 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 da. And I'll be like, this is what the records say. There's an element of surprise that they are not going to tell me because they want you to experience it naturally. Because if I told you, hey, you're going to meet your lover at Starbucks, you'll be going to Starbucks every day and you'll be there, you know, every, all the hours of the day, you're not going to work. You're going to throw your life away. You're not going to meet your friends. You're not going to enjoy. You're just going to be waiting there for your lover. Now, if the records, which is very vague, they'll be like, you must go to Starbucks every day, then maybe you have to go there for a week and then your lover's there and you'll be like, thank God, I've been waiting for you for multiple lifetimes. <laughs> but for most times I tell them, you know, let the records surprise you. And I will say, I will tell them the records are going to give you a timeline, but please know that it can move. You know, we have multiple timelines that we work with. We have our ultimate, 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 yes, optimal, ultimate timeline that we work with is our number one timeline. That is the timeline we want to be on. That is the timeline I'm mostly going to channel from, but you have to also meet yourself there. Now, if you have this timeline to go on these great adventures and open a business and all you're doing is sitting at the bar drinking martinis all day and not taking care of yourself mentally or spiritually, that top timeline may fall because you're not working hard to get there. You're not opening yourself up to the possibility of opening your own company by being creative and manifestation and working with people, you're just drinking it away. So that's an option. You know, you have to meet yourself there at the timeline. And I always say, I always tell people this could change. Just allow yourself to fall into what timeline comes about, you know, and the records will be very, very, if there's a timeline people are going to meet, they're going to tell you, they're going to say, this is what's going to happen in the next three months. Look for it, open your heart for it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if they say, you know, it can happen from three months to two years, allow it, allow it to be. And that's how I, how I am with my own timelines. I don't attach, I'm aware and I welcome, but if something doesn't work out, I know that there's another timeline that will come forward. And as you know, Sabine, the guides may say, oh, by the way, you might meet your lover at Starbucks and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to Starbucks, but you might actually meet your life, your lover at a library. So they kind of sprinkle that in because they really want you to go to point A, but they have to give you point AA and point AB. So you can take those little side steps to get to the main point as well. It's all this beautiful fabric and a whole tapestry of life. Yeah, I love that. Like the other day when I was doing a decision, I saw these 
different timelines opening actually and this is like oh this is what potentially could happen when you make that decision but then as you said there is work to do like Kaylee and me we were channeling the other day on uh, an Akashic record course we want to give where we teach people and then we were asking okay the like we channel these are the kind of clients we're going to attract this is the kind of format and everything and then we were asking what do we have to do for our own healing to actually get there and then there was like oh <laughs> a whole list and I was like yeah okay that that has to be done <laughs> from our own belief systems or whatever has to heal to get there basically so yeah because yeah. you can't sit there and say I want a million dollars and just sit outside and hope someone drops it in your lap you have to like work on your energy you have to work on your healing to be there and and it takes work and you have to call it in and you have to do the healing and especially like the law of attraction really plays into that method methodology as well Hmm. yeah Kate you do a lot of group work and I've been part I've got readings from you individually I was part of your group work which I absolutely loved I really love channeling in a group now where do you find the beauty in it what is special about coming together as a group and learning the records I okay my favorite thing about working with a group is that we can learn from each other everybody comes with a piece of the pie and I really like to teach people about coming in being neutral and without our egos, which is, you know, it's hard. We're humans. We have, we have portions of our ego attached and unattached. And so when we're coming as a group, whether it's a training or a group of experienced channels, channelers, where we're just, you know, let's just open the records and see what happens. I like it when we come together as one and we enter as one and we leave as one, because when you're able to kind of strip away the expectation and what you think you need to do, and you just show up in your heart space everybody has a piece of the pie everybody has a story everybody plays a part and there's times I've done big record groups where it's you know just a group of us channeling and I don't see a single thing and I know my role is to hold that energy and I graciously hold that energy so everybody can receive and by them receiving and talking about the story the record the history I'm able to write that down and see it and digest it and be able to witness and learn. So that's my favorite. Like we all have a, we all, all, even if you're just learning the records, we're all learning from each other. It's not one person is more important. And even me as a teacher, a facilitator, like Sabine, you've taken my classes. We come together as equal. I, I put myself as a student, the teacher, the guru, the newbie as one, because that's how we need to do the work together. Of course, I have to facilitate and make sure the place, the place, the energy is clean oh, and, yes. and I'm working to making sure everyone's okay and checking on their energy. You know, I have to be a facilitator, number one, but I truly believe that I could teach someone it's a brand new student and she could, she could see more, more than me. And that is her path at that exact moment in time to witness. And I am there to hold. Yes. Yeah. And I really loved your group um, containers. I really loved it in there. And I also feel, and I also saw that even like in past lives or other timelines, like channelers came together to go into the records together and channel together the information because everybody holds a piece of the puzzle and a piece of the understanding. And um, and it's also so beautiful because you get a lot of confirmation as well when you go into the records together, even just with your friends and just for your own healing. And it's also so much fun sometimes. To do. I, I really enjoy it. It's also fun when I do this with my friends and just we are in the records together and we're discovering places and doing things there. And um 
and getting a lot of uh, information for both of us because we are always on a path with other people as well. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. And the records want you to laugh and they want you to have fun. You know, that raises our vibration. And it, like you remember in our classes together, different people have keys, different people have, are there to help open up the keys to allow others to see. And I remember you would channel this beautiful light language in our classes. And that just seemed to open the energy field for more of us. It made us feel comfortable. It, it, it set the frequency of our record. And then we each got to see something and, and it's fun. You know, I, I really truly believe, you know, oracles back then when they weren't, you know, servicing Kings and giving messages to the, the people that came and traveled, they would sit in groups and be like, all right, ladies, let's do some work on the divine feminine. Let's open our records. Let's pull some tarot cards. Like this still exists today. And I, I truly believe back then behind closed door, they're like, okay, I told this king to invade this kingdom. Now let's do the real work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's actually <laughs> coming together. It's like, uh, yeah, a lot of fun magic can happen and a lot of healing as well. Like even going mm -hmm. into our own dark sides and uh, shadows and things we experienced together yes. can bring so much healing because we all have experienced in this lifetime and throughout our lifetimes, many things. Yes. Um, yeah. And I always tell people, Sabine, when you see yourself killed in a record, it can hurt you very much. Like you're taken aback. You're, you may see even someone in this lifetime that you love kill and hurt you in another record so when you're in the records you have to be completely unbiased you have to observe and you can't make things up you can't think okay my friend's not being nice to me I'm going to open up my records oh my gosh she killed me 19 times oh I'm never talking to her again okay maybe maybe that did happen but remove a little bit more of the story and what to observe and then you won't be afraid of what has happened to you in past lives you know it, it Sometimes you do have to sit with it. And I always tell students, okay, if you've seen your head chopped off, you got to sit with it. <laughs> and yes, if you've been yeah. tortured, you got to sit with it or enslaved. But then you also have to learn that you forgive. Like, I'm not mad at those people who did that to me. They didn't understand. I was this, you know, for example, maybe a powerful religious leader and they didn't like what I had to say. And they were only doing what the king told them to do. So they locked, you know, me up and this happened. My head got cut off, you know great not happening in this lifetime <laughs> yes you have to really like forgive and heal and that's part of the shadow of the records is is not to hang on to the past but to heal the vibration of it yes and I think we have been on both sides as well that's also what we shouldn't forget we always want to look at the beautiful stories on the records and the amazing lives we did but of course we have also like been on the side where we hurt other people and committed crimes yeah. and whatever because yeah soul is here to learn and um yeah the truth is shocking. Hmm, sorry the truth is shocking the truth is shocking yes <laughs> always <Real> truth. <laughs> <laughs> the truth sets us free though yeah absolutely and what I also um learned the other day or discussed with a friend is that sometimes we hang on especially when we look at these what you just described right my friend she killed me 19 times we hang on to the story or the people and sometimes it's more helpful to just look at the theme like, okay, you have been killed. So maybe it means that you are scared that in within friendships, you know, that somebody could step you on the back or something. Like, mm -hmm. and especially with past lives and people come to me and clients, they are sort of worried about their past lives. Like when, when something bad has happened to them, I'm now trying to really look at the theme. Like for instance, okay, if you were spiritual in a past life and you have been punished for that, then maybe now you're scared in this life 
to show that side of yourself. And it's not really about what exactly happened to you, then it was your head chopped off or whatever, but it's more about that you have that fear and we can work on that fear. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful to work in the timelines in our past lives and to remove the fear of that. Because then we look at the friend who killed you 19 times. Okay. There's a lesson. I need to stop giving my power away to my friends. I need to stand up for myself. And when you start to recognize and make a conscious conscious choice to be better and heal from it, that's when you start making the changes. And maybe you're still friends with the person. You're like, okay, I can do this. And then you check the records. Maybe it was only five times. You just were so mad at your friend. You thought it was 19. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a, you know, you have to kind of look at that as a very unject, um, on unject, injective. And okay. I don't know what kind of word I'm trying to use. Um, but yeah, you have to look at it and see what you can heal from it. And then, like you said, the lifetimes where you're a healer or a spiritual person, and you've been killed from it and you're scared to use it. Well, that's a fear we have to break. You know, we live in a really beautiful free time where we can do and practice as we please, as long as it's non-harming, but Mm -hmm. you can be a healer and run your own, you know, tax company or audit company. And you can also be, let's see an astrologer in own like a dog walking company, you can do it all and you'll be perfectly fine. And nobody is going to come down and knock on your door with pitchforks. Yes. Yeah. And I love that, that we live now in these times, because even when it comes to the Akashic records and so much in the past, they have been really studied in secret. Yeah, they have. And especially for women, especially women had to study them in secret. And now, now it's different. And it's amazing. Like we can find back our old soul friends that we have done the work with and can study them now really in the open mm-hmm. and can teach people and everybody can access them again while in the past. And not everybody was taught about their Akashic records. So, yeah. Yeah. And I also truly believe too, Sabine, that there was communities and lifetimes at different points in history where you know, men and women, especially women could practice these healing arts completely in the public public. It was such a part of society. Now, whether society is probably wiped out, surely, but you know, at a time there was certain, certain places where like the oracles of, um, Delphi, you know, they always say it was one, it was multiple, it was a whole like university of women practicing, and they were beloved, and it was an art. So I truly believe that there was moments where we could be completely free and regarded as these beautiful, you know, historians, and we're really, you know, channeling some of the biggest troops, but also with that, some of the biggest troops were stolen too, because they'd be looking for a king and a king would come by or whatever and be like, no, I want that info. But then also look how how prophets were revered in the Bible. You know, the whole Bible is written by many, many prophets and channeled information. So it's been around for centuries. Yes, it's been around for such a long time. And it's such an honor to work with the records. I always feel it's like, um, yeah, such a wealth of information and guidance that's coming back to us and it's available for everybody now. And even through the frequencies that we have around in the field now that are supporting so many more people to be more intuitive and to access easier the records and so many people that are teaching the records now. And I also love there are so many teachers out there and they all have their own styles. And I always say to people, you know, you should just... Um, if you want to learn the records of someone, just see who you resonate with, you know, and then, yeah, learn with that person or read a book or, you know, (laughs) whatever you feel like, but yeah, just try it out. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
And the more and more people are excited about the records too. More people are opening the yes. records. They're wanting to access the records and to have, you know, different teachers. And they're talking about it more publicly about how I opened up my records and, you know, I was able to channel. And I love when people use the records for writing. I always tell people, they're like, yes. I don't know how to write my bio open your records and have the angels sing. They'll tell you a thousand million things about how beautiful you are. Just write it down on paper and then go back and read it. And you'll realize what an amazing being you are. So I just, I love how we're starting to open up. And I feel, I know you feel this too. I feel like the records are singing even more than they ever have. You know, they're so open and, and ready for other people to use them correctly. Number one, to use them correctly is important, but they are there for us. Yes, I even know groups that um, open the records and then they create art and it's amazing. Love that. Yeah, because it's not always like sometimes you think, oh, it has to be like we see images or we see uh, messages, but no, it can, as you said, you can open them for writing. You can, I channel everything for my business from the records. <laughs> like mm -hmm. a very practical business marketing type of messages. It can be art, it can be anything. Yeah. Oh, I always tell people like some of the greatest artists and musicians are channeling from the records and they don't know it. And I just thought of this, you know, how, how we open up the records for our business and, and creative endeavors, but I'm going to open the records while I cook. I'm going to see what happens. I want to see how my food tastes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put Reiki in my food, but I, I don't think I ever opened the records and be like, add some muscle. <laughs> so good and maybe I'll do like it reminds me of Roxy Roxy channels when she cooks and she speaks light language to all of her food and so yeah. I started doing that and I'm going to do it more with the records so because you're putting love into the food that's the most important thing for the food mm -hmm. yeah and you mentioned um that people access the records correctly was that what you yeah. said yes yeah yes I'm a little strict about that as much as I you know say about freedom of records which which I, I love, I'm all for the records, but there are people that weaponize the records in spirituality. You know, let's take in point, you open up the records, your friend, oh my gosh, killed me 19 times. You're going to weaponize that if, if you choose. And it's like, are you using the records correctly? Okay. Maybe you need to check that a few times and verify what happened because a lot of times people see the records as a, as, as this beautiful tool, but then they're like, oh my gosh, look what someone did to me. Now I'm going to go after them. It should never be used that way. And I know that from personal experience, not going into it, but, um, you know, that's, that's one way is that they're trying, you're trying to manipulate what's being seen. So are you seeing the records yes. or are you, channeling something from your own self and your own ego. So we do have to be care careful. I always tell people when you start working in the records, you start working for the sacred. You're working with the ascended masters, the angels, you know, mother Mary and your spirit guides. And there is a sense of responsibility. When people come to me for readings, there's a sense of responsibility of the information that, that is being channeled through me to that person. And so it's about never saying anything that will upset someone. And if you see something in somebody's record, you know, I always, the records are never going to show you anything that is going to hurt a person. Like you're going to see duality, but they're never going to be like, Sabine, Kate's not a nice person. Don't ever do that podcast with her. I mm -hmm. mean, they may, they may say, Hey, you know, use, you know, judgment. I mean, sometimes they're very strict and say, okay, that person is not good, but it's rare. So it's also, I think I'm going off on a tangent here. Um, 
it's also <laughs> my responsibility, which happens a lot when you're a record reader, you know how to talk. Gemini's yeah. um, and, and Cancers and all of us with these talkative Leo signs, we know how to we know how to talk about the records, but there's, you know, responsibility with our sacred work and the wisdom that has come down to us, you know, we have to honor it and we have to be respectful and just say thank you at the end of the day. I think that's sometimes the most important is just saying thank you and being so appreciative of this access. And also when you open the records, as you know, Sabine, we can't open the records of minors. Now I do feel yes. like that's going to change. I feel like some, I, I mean, I'm playing with that right now. It's not like I'm actively trying, but I do feel like that's going to change. But we can't open up, like I can't open your records without your permission. Yes. I yeah. can open my records and be like, oh my gosh, Sabine, you were an oracle with me in a past life. We had so much fun playing in the water and channeling water codes. Like that's an example, but I'm not going to open your records without your permission. That's a big no-no. Yes. And I I also feel very, I wouldn't say strict, but um, Yeah. No, very strong about these fools, yeah. like that you need permission. And I also, when people ask me about relationships with others, I say, you know, I can ask in your records about that person, like what's your relationship, what's your past life with that person, but I cannot open that person's records. And especially if it's a child, like um, my, I read the records of my mom the other day and she was asking me if she knows my son. And then I, I looked in the records and I can say to her, yes, I see I see you knowing each other from that and that place, but I cannot really say more about him because you know that that's it. That's the information I'm getting. Yeah, like, because the rest you know. is about him. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You really need the permission of someone because if you think about it, this is like someone's soul history. This is so so personal. Very much. This is so it's personal. I mean, this is so precious. We would never just invade someone else's house, right, <laughs> without being invited into the door. You would never just go into someone's private house and sneak around all the rooms and open everything and sneak through their life. You would never do that. So, yeah. And mm. the records won't open somebody else's records. Even if you tried and people will be like, you opened my record. No, the records aren't going to do it anyways. You know, first of all, we're never going to do it as record readers. And if someone's trying to say somebody else is trying to open their records and do this to them, that's not. That's not true. The records, you know, they they work in a way that we can't possibly yet possibly understand that they're going to be open when it needs to and they will close when they need to. And I think that's where sometimes, you know, you see people weaponize the records because and also channeling in, in general, because we also know when we start working for the sacred we have to understand the information and this beautiful force of energy that we're working with and knowing when it's from the heart and when it's not. Yes, yeah. And I think what I also now do is I really connect to love before I open the records. I really put myself in that frequency. I usually anyway meditate when I do really work for my work on the records. But um, now I'm really like, okay, I'm just setting myself in the frequency of love. And then I open the records. And even for me, because I open a lot of records of places and also sometimes historic figures. And I'm I'm kind of like, I know if I get like the permission to open that place mm -hmm. and how much I even get to see when mm -hmm. I open those records, because I also believe as you, like you only get to be shown like what, yeah, what you're meant to see. 
Yeah. And you may have to open the records of a historical person or place, you know, with permission, of course, multiple times to get yes. the story. Sometimes you get the whole story, but it could take, and I know you are such um, a historian in that matter that you open the records multiple times. And that's such a really good um, very, very good practice and a practice of responsibility that you study from A to B to C, and you'll keep going back multiple times to understand it. Yes. Yeah. I do that because you get like more, and sometimes I open a record and that's also like, I love what both sometimes said. It's like a computer. <laughs> it yes. crashes. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so you just close it again, then you open it again. <laughs> and sometimes I, when I first open a record, I just feel the frequency and I just sit in that frequency and then I just go back a couple of days later and then I might get some information out of that record but mm -hmm. it's sometimes more getting to, used to it or just feeling well yeah what is this record about and then you are shown you are allowed to see more and more and more and even sometimes I have this for people that I found so interesting that I opened the records of someone and everything was veiled and then I asked the person again mm -hmm. And I, to make sure, are you really giving me your permission? Because everything is veiled. And then I had them actually really going back into their soul and seeing, is there still any fear I'm holding? And looking, oh, no, I actually do give you permission. And then it opened. And I was like, well, this is really interesting. Yeah. That's a beautiful practice too, just to also make the person feel comfortable and to open because, you know, there is probably something traumatic that happened either in this life mm -hmm. or a past life where they're very, very private and veiled. And then, you know, for you as a record reader to give that, that openness and that heart energy for that person to feel comfortable with you, that is also yeah. a sign of a very good reader because yeah. you know. Thanks. Yeah. And I love what you said that it's like, for us, it's an honor to read someone's records. Mm -hmm. And it is a responsibility. Mm -hmm. In many ways, I often think about how do I deliver the information I'm seeing in a way that um, it is like really beneficial for the person. And it's not going to shock them or harm them or whatever. It's, uh, yeah, because it's an honor to see their soul history. And it's really like, an, also when people allow you to read the records, they put so much um, trust in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's an honor to give that, to just recognize that trust and give that trust back. And it's a beautiful gift for us to go in that space, to be the conduit and to pass on the messages. I don't always remember that. And you know, as to being, when we channel, we're a conduit. So it's not for us to understand, but we receive the healing on the other side of it mm -hmm. because we're able to tap into that frequency. And I've seen so many people shift after their readings. And I feel like that is the, the greatest gift that, that you know, us, us as this kind of what can also provide that they see themselves for the first time and everything they thought they were is confirmed. And there's just something so unspoken about that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the comfort, I really love like the love and confidence they get themselves for their soul. It's like, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. really beautiful. Yeah. My, one of my last questions, unless you have more, Kate, Looking into the future, how do you see people using the records going forward? Oh, I love this question. I hope the records are a global phenomenon. Well, it's been around for centuries, so it already is. But I hope we use it to see like what we can do as humans. Like what can we do better as humans from Mother Earth? You know, what can we do about the pollution? What can we do about raising more conscious families? What can we do about conscious gardening. This is kind of all channeling to me um, as I speak. I feel like this whole session I've been channeling, but we use it as a tool to 
what can we do to help? I always think about that because when you work in the sacred and with the sacred energy, of it's never for us. It's never, you know, of course we get the benefits and the understanding and these great gifts, but imagine having all these great gifts and being able to see into the future and be telepathic and super clairvoyant and never doing anything about it. You're not, you know, these gifts are also meant to be shared because you can create beautiful art. You can create beautiful timelines for others. And when we, consciously agree to do this together as communities and soul groups we come back in these lifetimes you know I want to leave this earth more beautiful than I arrived for my kids and for their kids so I can come back and enjoy it and be like oh my gosh this is heaven on earth we we didn't you know destroy it like we thought we would so I just hope more people can use it as a source for themselves and a deeper understanding for the future oh I absolutely love that my heart was like woo. <laughs> but I also so much agree with that I always think like you know yes we are on this ascension timeline but it is not happening without us we actually have to make the changes we have to create a different world literally for our children for ourselves for future generations and when you use the records you can as you said you can understand so much more how you impact life and the fabric of life and how things like pollution or how you can bring forward like I don't know healing modalities art whatever you want to bring forward um you can yes you can get so much guidance and you should really use it I really hope also that people are using gonna use it uh for the society in the end of the day because the records are like of course they're an overall source of history and the web of life and we are that too so I hope we are going to use it to yeah create a beautiful beautiful future society on this planet yeah yes yes because we're all connected all yes. of us mm. all connected with everything yeah oh <laughs> is there anything else you want to ask Kate or you want to say I just hope everyone can continue to learn the records learn from Sabine be curious. And I, I hope more books are written. I hope I can write a book. I hope you can write a book. I hope we write a book together um, of the records and really talk about this deep love that I, that we, everyone can have with the records and really teach people. I think that's our role to being as, as record readers and as moms and as humans that, that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get emotional that we get to teach and talk about the records as much as we can and as openly and have people understand this for themselves and be curious and just see the magic unfold the history and what it means to be alive and what it's what it means to explore the ancient times and and your business and everyday use yeah yes truly and I highly recommend all of your listeners to check out Kate she has multiple courses running where she has group works she has individual bookings she is just such a amazing reader amazing reader and such a big how do you say you have such a big heart <laughs> she's <such> an amazing <laughs> human so yeah i hope you all check out kate's work i'm going to link it in the show notes her instagram and website so you can see if you want to sign up for any of your classes you want to learn how to read the records just get your records read oh, yeah thank you you're welcome kate i adore you I adore you too. <laughs> it's like all these hot emojis flying now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, babe. I, oh, yeah. I was just thinking, do you want just 
like a last message uh, from the records for the audience. We can yeah, both, okay. both of us can do it just as a last message before we hop off. <laughs> I love that. Um, what should we open? Uh, good question. <laughs> can you tell me? Okay, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to scan. I always do this to see what I'm going to open and what needs to be had, what to be said. Okay, I got a couple options. Okay, they said divine council of light. It was between that and Mother Earth. Okay. Okay, we'll do Amsana. Yes. Red. Let's open it. <laughs> Amsana, 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 opening the Akashic records of the Divine Council of Light. The Akashic records are open. Okay, I'll start. Mm -hmm. This is about the beginning because there is no end. The Council of Light is here to help everyone. We are a group of ascended beings, light warriors. And many of us have been together in many, many past lifetimes. Our role is to help humanity through the ascension. We come to Sabine and Kate today to deliver a message from the ancestors and the first beings of light, that we are all here for a purpose. Sometimes it may feel that our, our own individual purposes are veiled, but I assure you they are not. Each purpose is a whisper, a moment, an act. You all have the, the power, the free will to move through all of your purpose. Purpose is really attached to timelines. And when you lead from the center of your heart, all timelines are possible. All moments of time become real. You are all here for a divine purpose. You may call upon us at any time. Mary Magdalene is available. Jesus, Buddha, Sanat Kamara, the Arcturian councils, Lumerians, so many of us, angels, and of course the divine source creator that we refer to as God or Sana, all here to help and guide you. And this is all available to each and every one of you as you are beings of light that are holding and anchoring the light to Mother Earth. You have all walked this planet, this earth for many lifetimes. You have chosen to come back to fulfill your specific mission, your specific purpose in this life. You have chosen to walk with Mother Earth. This part that you will call the ascension. To come into your highest form, into your highest light. 
with everyone around you, with the earth herself. You have a deep contract with her. Our guidance is here to assist you. Our whisper, our wisdom is within you, is within your soul history. As well as in the Akashic Records to be accessed at any time. Know that you are here for a purpose. To spread, to spread your individual light and wisdom. You have prepared for this many lifetimes. You're all a part of this fabric of life. You are here to weave again this fabric to connect again to unite again as one society one humanity one earth to bring forth your gifts your light into every day into society to make the life better for everybody you can ask us for daily guidance you can ask us in moments where you feel hopeless you can ask us in moments where you feel almost forgot your divine light the light will never leave you but sometimes you forget yourself you forget almost your own soul you can ask us in these moments to be reconnected to your own divinity to be reconnected to hope there have been many dark times on these planets there might be some dark moments to walk through but remember you came with a divine mission a mission of hope a mission for a brighter future that you're working together with all your brothers and sisters on this planet so unite act in love act in peace act out from your heart we are always here to assist and so it is and so it is. Wow, that was so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> and we come out of the channel and we're like, woo! Yes. Let's go race. <laughs> Time to crown now. <laughs> to eat yep. something. Just do some potatoes. Yeah, do some human activities. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So thanks so much, Kate. Thanks for everybody listening. Beautiful, beautiful episode. It's so beautiful mm -hmm. to spread the light, the wisdom, the guidance from the Akashic Records. Oh, I'm so grateful for this work, to be able to do this work in this lifetime. Mm, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. And it was always such a beautiful joy to be in your energy field and to share these words of wisdoms with everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye, everybody. Mm -hmm. If you want to know more about Soul Grove, healing or East Asian medicine, check out my social media channels and my services on taowisdom.net.